Hi, I'm Michael Learned, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. And we are back for another edition and another season of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 604 and season 16, the first episode of season 16, 16 years we've been doing this here at On Screen or Beyond, bringing you amazing guests, over 600 guests your way, and you can hear every one of them just by going back into our archives and seeing and listening to all these people. It's been a lot of fun, and we're going to continue doing it. we got a lot of things lining up here. If you've been wondering where I was, well, uh, I actually took off a little bit longer than I normally do at the end of season 15. Because I did a cross-country, uh, back and forth actually, uh, RV trip. And I went all over the United States, saw Yellowstone, stayed there for a while, went up to uh, uh, the uh, Rushmore and all those things, and down to the south, Utah and Arizona and Texas, had a great time there with some friends. And it's it's just been, it, it's, it was amazing. You, you just can't believe how beautiful this country really is until you actually travel it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And I'll give you a little little update on things as we go along on the different shows about it. And uh, just to give you an idea of what it's like. But we are in here on season 16, 604 episodes. And uh, this is the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases. As well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have... A, a four-time Emmy winner, and she, she was, uh, you know, the, the mother in The Waltons, which is celebrating their 50th anniversary, and you can hear our first interview with her back on Season 10 of On Screen to Beyond, Episode 462. We go all over the uh, Waltons and uh, Nurse and things like that, so you can check that out, but we're also going to be talking to her this episode of On Screen to Beyond because she was the grandmother in the Netflix show Dahmer, uh, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Amazing job she did on that, and she's going to be joining us. Michael Leonard is going to be joining us right here on On Screen and Beyond, so get ready for that, and I hope you're going to enjoy that as we kick off our 16th season. Well, what do you say? Uh, I think it's a good time to get right into it. It is time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like Sidney Sweeney of Euphoria will play Barbarella in a remake of the 1968 Jane Fonda film called Barbarella. And we'll see what they can do for that one. And Selena Gomez will produce a remake of Working Girl, originally from 1988. And it starred Harrison Ford and Melody Griffith. And that's it. For Remake Madness, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as new movies, not remakes, not sequels, uh, something new. That's something new for Hollywood, I guess, and that's right here, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. 
Upcoming new movies, it looks like uh, we can look for America Ferrara and Seth Rogen and Paul Dano in the cast of a dramedy called Dumb Money. And Angelina Jolie will star in a biopic about the life of opera singer Maria Callas. And you can look for Anna Kendrick in Alice Darling. And Alice is a psychological thriller. It's coming out in 2023, but I understand they might be releasing it at the end of this year in order to get it uh, for an Oscar possibility. That's it for new movies next on On Screen and Beyond Sequels. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Sequels. It looks like John Carpenter is still thinking of a possible sequel to The Thing. Now, he's been talking about this for a while. We'll see what happens with that. I'll keep you informed. And Hugh Jackman will return as Wolverine in a new Deadpool film. And Harrison Ford will play Thunderbolt Ross in a new Captain America New World Order film coming your way from Marvel. And that's it for sequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond... What's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, well, December 6th, you can look for Star Trek Discovery Season 4 on Blu-ray, DVD, limited Blu-ray, Steelbook, and on digital. And on November 29th, The Flight Attendant, the complete series uh, 1 and 2, or seasons, I should say, and that'll be flying on the DVD on November 29th. And you can look for Halo Season 1 as it arrives on DVD, Blu-ray, 4K UHD, and 4K UHD Steelbook on November 15th. And one last thing, Better Call Saul, Season 6, the complete series also, and uh, that'll be arriving, uh, both of those will be arriving on Blu-ray on December 6th. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> movies on DVD and other things. Well, it looks like uh, My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts' 25th anniversary is coming to 4K UHD on December 13th. And it's uh, Vincent Price's uh, coming back on October 25th. The 1950s horror classic The Bat, which starred Vincent Price, lands on a special edition Blu-ray and DVD. And uh, this one's not a release on DVD. Uh, It probably will be, but uh, it's uh, in theaters. It's coming back. The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. That's going to be getting a 30th anniversary release in theaters on November 6th and 9th. That's it for movies on DVD and other things. And coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, it looks like the Beatles, they're back. Yellow Submarine collectible coins are coming your way. In fact, uh, the first one is out right now, and you can get the Yellow Submarine itself in the first release. The others will be of the Blue Meanies and, of course, the Fab Four themselves later on. And the ABC show The Rookie 
Feds has been given a full season order, making the show a full 22 episodes for the season. And uh, that's good news for a lot of people who like that show. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, oh, if you've seen Dahmer on Netflix, you have seen this lady. She is Michael Leonard. She was the grandmother on Dahmer. And, of course, the beloved Mrs. Walton on The Waltons, which is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. They're going to have some special things. You can listen to our past episode where we interviewed her on Season 10. That's Episode 462. Be sure to check that out if you want to find out all things Waltons and the nurse and all that. Uh, But she was in Dahmer, and she's going to be talking about that and The Waltons on this episode of On Screen and Beyond. Michael Lerner, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. On today's episode of On Screen and Beyond, our first guest of our 16th year of the show, we have a four-time Emmy winner who won three times for her role on The Waltons and one time for her role as the star of Nurse. And she can now be seen on the popular Netflix show Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. She is also celebrating the 50th anniversary of the hit show The Waltons. It's Michael Leonard. Michael, welcome back to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you, Brian. It's good to talk to you again. You, you know, Michael, um, I won't ask, I'll try not to ask all the same questions we asked, we talked about five years ago when you were on episode 462, because everybody can go back and listen to that episode if they want to hear that. <laughs> but you've got so much going on. You're the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me going, you know. Uh, I was supposed to go to. Um, to do on Golden Pond to a wonderful theater that I've worked in before in uh, Canada. And I fell and broke my wrist, so I, oh. I unfortunately wasn't able to do that. I had to have surgery and so on. So I'm fine. Everything's fine. But, oh, that's good. Well, that was disappointing. I, I love to work there, and I love the artistic directors. Hmm. Uh, and then um, I was able to do this Dahmer thing, which um, fortunately my scenes aren't bloody. Um, I just get to kind of love my grandson and be in total denial of Mm -hmm. the fact that he's chopping up body parts in my basement, which Mm -hmm. seems a little far-fetched to me, but never mind. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole different uh, direction of the Waltons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except she's a loving grandma. I mean, uh, as I I have a grandson living with me, He's, he's just a wonderful guy, and handsome and kind and loving and fun and he cooks he's a wonderful cook and he cooks and brings us flowers he's just just a treat and uh you know i I can't if somebody came and said you know what your what your grandson is doing when you're not watching is blah 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 i wouldn't believe it Mm, i wouldn't be i would i just wouldn't be able to take it in so i can completely understand how she could have been in total denial of how did you pre- prepare for a role like that? Did you? I mean, did you study, uh, you know, articles and things about uh, uh, was it Catherine uh, Catherine Dahmer? I tried to find um, footage of her, and I did, uh, but only visual. It was like home movies, 
of her kind of walking around with her cat. She she obviously loved cats, and uh, and consequently then was able to watch uh, interviews with him, with the real Jeffrey Dahmer, and his dad was often present in those interviews, and um, those were fascinating to watch. Mm. People are because so... he seemed so completely disconnected from what he was doing yeah. and what he was talking about. People are so into learning or seeing this this show. I mean, or, or not not just this one, but you know, uh, what do they call them? Crime dramas or or, or mm. serial killer shows and things like that. It's just people they flock to this stuff. I know uh, it's kind of creepy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's not necessarily the first place I would go. But although you know, Agatha Christie, all of those. Um, those shows are very popular and books mm-hmm. yeah. and i think it, don't you think maybe it's somehow a survivor thing you know it's happening to them and it's not happening to me i'm safe in my living room or on my bed watching television and mm-hmm. um, you know it's horrific and so it gets all your adrenal glands going but you're you're not in jeopardy right i, I don't know yeah i don't know what distracts people to yeah, it's like or going... maybe it's just a general fascination how could somebody do how could what makes someone like that tick mm-hmm. yeah. so how did you get involved with the project um i auditioned for it like everybody else really? and it was a ryan murphy project and i really respect his what he does his work um as a producer and um director and um, so I was really thrilled uh, and willing to, to, it seemed a little strange at my age and after all my experience to be auditioning like a, you know, like I was just starting out again. Right. But um, I luckily was, you know, it was a fluke, I think. I think there are any number of actresses who could have played the role, but I kind of, at the very end of my audition, um, my manager, Jerry Pass, said, um, we have to do a full-body shot of you. And I jokingly said, "And well, if I'd known that, I would have worn a bra. <laughs> and he left that in when he sent the tape in. I never <laughs> thought he, I thought he would cut it out. And um, he left it in, and I guess it got a laugh or something. And hmm. I think that's really what turned it for me. Hmm. So I'm grateful. You've done so much over the years, uh, you know, with the Waltons and Nurse and, and, I mean, numerous appearances on other shows and things like that. Um, and on stage, of course. Uh, and to, But to, to get a role like this, I mean, you seem to get a lot of good roles. Well, I'm lucky that he wrote, uh, that the writer, um, David, um, I'm, I'm just blanking on his last name for some reason. Uh, I'm on my third cup of coffee but for some reason my brain is very slow today <laughs> um but he I'm, I'm lucky that he wrote he he fully fleshed out this this old person's character because a lot of time writers write old for old you know this mm-hmm. person's just kind of old and not really very interesting mm-hmm. and i think he sort of fleshed her out and made her a rather rather interesting character i i enjoyed playing her and, and you did a great job i mean Thank you. It's just, uh, but I mean, you, you've done a few shows, so <laughs> so you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all in the writing too. I mean, it's very hard to do a good job when when there's nothing there to do a good job with. Mm. But sometimes yeah. um, 
you know, you learn as a stage performer, you learn to you learn to listen, active listening, they call it, where you're very present in the scene, even if you don't have a word to say. You're very much part of what's going on. And um, I, I did learn that, you know, just doing work in the theater. And um, I think in television it's very important. Yeah. yeah. So stage work, you feel has a lot to do with uh, acting for movies and TV? Well, it's it's a completely different experience. I, I often say it's uh, the difference is a, a plow horse plowing a field, television, and a racehorse running a race is theater because you get to go from A to Z in the theater. You get to do the whole thing all in one. Mm-hmm. And the audience is sort of an active part of, you know, if you're doing a show and, you, and you're and you sort of down and out and you get a laugh, the first laugh kind of lifts you up like a balloon almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't get the laugh, then you sort of get more depressed. <laughs> but I love working with an audience because it's sort of a communal experience, whereas with television it's more hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, it's uh, you have to kind of, constantly be egging yourself on because there are long periods where they're lighting as you probably well know but um, just for your audience you know where they take a long time to light a scene and you're just kind of sitting around in wardrobe there's no place you can go um, so you're just waiting and then suddenly you have to get up and do a little scene that lasts maybe three or four seconds and then you sit around and wait again Yeah. so in that sense I prefer theater yeah is that hard to get back into character when you're, you know, sitting around waiting and then it's, okay, now do it again. And, you know, as opposed to, like you say, in theater, you're, you know, it's it's full steam ahead. It's got to go. You can't say, okay, wait, I want to do this over again. <laughs> right? No, you got to keep going. Um, and and also in theater, odd things have, I remember what I did, a, I did a Private Lives, a Noel Coward play that um, Francis Coppola directed before, before, he was editing Godfather at the time. And the, we had a raked stage, and, and at the beginning of the second act, the, the, the set is ruined. They've had a big fight, and at least in this production that we did. Uh, and we threw things at each other, and, you know, all carefully rehearsed, <laughs> of course. But um, So the, the, the stage was in chaos, and then all of a sudden, an ice box bucket bucket which had start you know which had somehow landed at the top of the stage the raked stage came slow decided to slowly work its way down the rake of the stage so all we could do was stop and 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 let it do its thing and some member of the audience caught it and put it back up on the stage and the play went on and it was it was a wonderful moment i mean suddenly the audience and the actors were bonded together in this moment where the ice bucket took 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 center stage <laughs> jeez so in your in your long career has have things like that happened a lot on stage i mean of course on tv they probably happen but you don't we don't see them because they you know maybe they right. leave them for a blooper reel or something i don't know right. but right. and i have a few blooper reels i do <laughs> um uh yeah they it, for me there's it's always an unknown when you're on stage you never know what's what's going to happen 
sometimes you don't expect a laugh, so you you talk over the laugh and you you have you flub the line and uh, I don't know it it's for me it's always exciting to be on stage unless you're in a terrible uh, flop then it's an agony to go out there in front of an I did something called Miss Margarita's Way once where um, it's a it's a, a nun who's really gone out of her mind and very insulting to the audience uh, it was written that way it's meant to be and mm-hmm. I did not enjoy doing that. I used to cry in the in, during the intermission. I hated to oh. go back on stage. Wow! You know, because the audience hates her. Right. Yeah. And somehow I wasn't able to find the the. I I think um, well, I can't think of her name. Um, I can see her face and I can't think of her name. But another a wonderful actress uh, um, did play the role on Broadway, and she managed to find the humor in it. Yeah. And I never, I never did. So I was just a nasty old wacko, and <laughs> she managed to make the audience laugh. So good for her. Yeah. I'll think of her name as the minute we hang up. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the type of thing that you do? You enjoy playing the the good character uh, as opposed to the you know uh, the one everybody hates. Well, nobody likes to be hated. Um, on stage, uh, you always try to find, you have to find something lovable um, that you can, so that you can justify. If you're playing a serial killer, you have to find some way. If you hate who you are as a serial killer, unless that's written into the script that, that the killer has remorse or something, mm-hmm. um, you have to find a way to live with that character. So you have to justify. The, the the reasons why this character, whom, whoever he is or she is, um, does what he or she does, yeah. and um, it must and, have been hard for uh, you know for the, the the guy playing Dahmer to to do that role. I can't. I just I don't know. I just can't imagine. You know, he playing, was so good, Evan oh, yeah. Peters. He he was so likable in our scenes. You know, it was easy to love him. He was just kind of cute and charming, and you know. Dear, he, he was very sweet. Yeah. Call me grandma. And, right, yeah. It's grandma. You've got to be nice to your grandma. Who knew? I'm sorry? You've got to be nice to your grandma. Well, I came home from work. I have a grandson living with me, and I have to say I, I, I took a second look at him. And thought, Gee, what would I do if he were out there doing things that I couldn't even imagine? Mm. And of course, he's he's just a wonderful my, – my grandson, he's – I'm not I'm not biased or anything, no. but he's just good looking and talented and marvelous and a great cook and everything that's good in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it like working for Ryan Murphy? Well, it's an honor. I mean I, I really I really respect his body of work. Um it started with when I watched Nurse Ratchet, which I thought was brilliant, and Sarah Paulson I knew from New York she had been understudying in a play that I was doing in New York, and she's just such a, a wonderful person. But I don't think she was terribly well-known um, when he cast her as Nurse Ratched. So I respect him for giving a, a relatively unknown. I think she had done something before that, American Horror American Story. American Horror Story, Ryan but, Murphy, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, she had done that, um, which I, I, I've never watched um, She's a wonderful actress and a sweetheart of a person. And uh, she was so excited when she heard I was going to work with him. She was really 
really delighted and nice about it. Yeah, he seems to do a lot of shows and and carries the people that worked for him into those other shows. Uh, You know, like the American Horror Story, they keep showing the same people but different characters, and then Nurse Ratchet, and you know, he seems to bring people with him that he's worked with. I don't know if that's because he's comfortable with them or, or what. From your mouth to God's ears, in in my case, um, I, I don't know, but I think it's wonderful. I mean, you do build relationships. I didn't have a chance to build a personal relationship with him on the set. He kind of kept himself separate a little bit. Oh, really? Um, I guess he's busy. You know, when you're producing everything that he's producing, he was a very busy guy. But even when he was on the set, I didn't even know he was there. He was very quiet and unassuming. And um, somebody said, Ryan Murphy's on the set. And I said, where is he? And I went over and gave him a big hug. And I said, I feel like I know you so well because of all the people you've mentored into um, stars. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's nice. That's nice when, you know, the, uh, somebody does that type of thing, you know, as opposed yeah. to yelling and screaming at everybody. <laughs> right. No, no. He's not like that. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, uh, let's go to a lighter topic now. Uh, the 50th anniversary of the Waltons. Uh, does it seem like 50 years? Hell no. <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying. You know, when you're 20 and you hear older people talk about, yeah, I've known him for 30 years or whatever. I mean, you think, oh, my God, I'll never be able to talk like that. I'll, it, you're sort of in awe that somebody has lived long enough to be able to talk about something that happened 30 years ago and here I am 50 years ago talking about a show that I did that seems very present today mm-hmm. I mean it feels like just yesterday wow and as you get older it goes faster it's it's a scientific fact mm-hmm. yeah I've had the opportunity to uh, and the good fortune to have a lot of the different people who uh, were on the Waltons on on my show to interview them and uh, it's it, it was such a, a show that you know it was down to earth and people just enjoyed it so much. We did too. I mean, I used to watch it with my youngest son Luke, and I remember once I was cooking dinner and Luke said, he, "The music came on." He said, "Mom, that music makes me feel so happy." <laughs> and um, it was a great musical score for that show. I mm-hmm. think. Um, so, but I think the show was very comforting for people. The 70s, we were just kind of recovering from all the turmoil and angst of the 60s. Uh, some of it was great, and some of it was really drug-fueled and stupid. And, um, you know, the 70s were kind of, everybody was kind of taking a breath, a deep breath. And and then the show came on, of, you know, of, of basically a decent family. And somehow Earl Hamner... Um, 
managed to keep these people from being so perfect that you didn't want to sit with them for an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was such a, a great, you know, creator. <laughs> I mean, yes, the he things, was. The things he, he did, it was unbelievable. And a sweetheart of a man. Really? Yeah. Dear man, yes. Yeah. Huh. Now, Gentlemen. we talked about um, stage bloopers that happened, and you mentioned you did some bloopers on TV too. So, what was something that we never saw that happened on the show that you that you keep you know sticks in your mind? Well, you know how long the hours are when you're doing an hour show. It's sometimes. not an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the kids the kids had to. They were only allowed to work ten hours. Uh, which still is a long day for a child. Oh, yeah. And they were going to school. In the, they would work in the morning or whatever and then go to school in between, you know. So they were working hard. And I, we adults were sometimes working 15-hour days, 19-hour day. I, I put in a 19-hour day on nurse. I mean, that's, wow. that's hard to, rec- you know, by the end of the week, you're so exhausted, you can't even really relax on the weekend. Mm. Uh, thankfully, we had hiatuses of a month or two, and sometimes you 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 would work during that hiatus because you wanted to do something different. Um, but for me, I, I had my own children, and so whenever the hiatus came up, I wanted to be home with my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are there any bloopers that you can remember on television? Yeah, oh, from television. hundreds, hundreds, um, and we usually. You know, you're comfortable enough once you become a TV uh, family, if you will, as as actors. We had enough chemistry so that um, we could laugh if a blooper happened. We were secure enough to be able to laugh it off. And Eric Scott was a, a jokester, you know. He was always telling jokes or doing something funny and cracking us up. And I remember once I was so tired... And he he cracked me up and made me laugh so hard I ended up sobbing with my head on the kitchen table because it was late in the evening and I was just wiped out. And he was so funny. I I got hysterical, that kind of hysterical laughter at the end of a day. And I wound up just kind of sobbing with my head in my hands on the kitchen table. And everybody went for a cup of coffee and took a break. I would imagine you you had to do that to get to recover to yourself so you could do your whatever lines you had coming up yeah we did you you did have to sometimes just pull yourself up short and say come on get over it let's get the work done (laughs) are there any special events that they're going to do for the 50th anniversary well we're all getting together and i think it's no i'm pretty sure it's november 17th at the uh, hollywood museum they're doing a kind of walton's day question and answer and we'll all be there and I'm donating something to the museum and um, I should have kept my aprons on the show I wish I'd kept them because I could have signed them and sent them for you know sometimes they like to auction memorabilia Mm -hmm. for charity and stuff like that I never thought to do that and I try I thought well I'll go buy some aprons and, and autograph them and use them but God, they're expensive. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that's a little, little more than I want to contribute to the yeah. fandom. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's a, that's great. And I've been to the the Hollywood Museum. If people have a chance, they should go and see what's in there because it is amazing what's in that place. She's done a wonderful job. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Um, Danelle Dadigan is how she pronounced yes, her name. Yes, yeah, she's been a guest yeah. on the show here. <laughs> oh, has she? Yes. She's a very interesting woman. Oh, yeah. And this is kind of a hobby for her, I think, but she works very hard. And, I mean, for a hobby, she really works. And um, she's a lovely person, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to. I, I always look forward to getting together with my pals on the show, yeah. and I'm looking forward. I, I think she'll really like the thing that I'm donating. It. It was uh, a, a fan in England had it made for me, and it's a, in the shape of a W, and it's got little charms all over it. Um, it's something you would hang on the wall. I would not, but one could. Yes. It belongs in a museum, and it's just got all these little charms, and every single charm has something to do with the Waltons. Wow. It's an amazing piece. Huh. Yeah. Does that happen a lot? People send you things? <laughs> um, not a lot, no, but sometimes. Uh, more often they send things they want me to sign oh, yeah. for them, and I do. I always do. Yeah. I'm happy to do that, and... um especially now that I have time. <laughs> you know, when you're old, you have time. When you're younger and you have kids who want your attention and, and you're trying to please everybody, it's not not as easy as it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe you won't have so much time because maybe Ryan Murphy will now bring you into another show that he's going to do. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears. Wouldn't that be nice? I love to work now. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So um, I want to finish up with one final question. And it takes us away from, uh, you know, people got to watch Dama and they got to get ready for the, the Walton's 50th anniversary and all that. But when you sit back and relax, you say you have more time now. Uh, what are you watching on TV? What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Well, I, I'm a Netflix aficionado. <laughs> I mean, I love to watch anything on Netflix. I'm not so enamored of actual TV shows, I guess. Uh, I, I think I would say we watch Netflix and Jimmy Kimmel and um, you know, I, I basically am very passive about television. I, I'm a reader and so I watch what my husband wants to watch. I mm-hmm. just, I'm just like a, a slug. I watch what he watches. <laughs> What about movies? Do you have any favorite movies? Out, that are out now? It you doesn't mean? matter, new, old? The Wizard of Oz is my favorite all-time movie uh, ever. Yes, I classic. never get tired of it. I loved it when I was a kid, and um, I still do. My kids always sent me Wizard of Oz. It's anything to do with Wizard of Oz they sent me, because I, I just find that movie... that so enchanting, especially because I remember I, I went to it. My third grade teacher sort of mentored me as a child, and she would take me to the ballet in New York, and she took me to see The Wizard of Oz. Her name was Beverly Tarlove, and I I didn't know anything about the movie. I hadn't read the books, and um, we went, and it started off, and it was all brown, and I thought it was going to be Technicolor because in those days, a Technicolor movie was special. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was all brown, and I remember my heart kind of just sank. And then suddenly when she steps out into Oz, the land of Oz, and everything turned technicolor. Mm-hmm. It was such a thrill. I still get it today mm-hmm. when I watch it. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. And 
Michael, I, I, I got to pat myself on the back. I did not call you Olivia once in, <laughs> in the entire interview. So <laughs> I got, oh, that I'm happy of. But, but well, Bravo, Brian. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you on the show again. I hope it's not going to be five more years before we have you on again. I hope I'm still here in five years. Oh, I truly do. <laughs> and I thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, Brian. It was a pleasure. And a big thank you going out to Michael Leonard for joining us here once again on On Screen and Beyond. It's always so nice to have her. She's such a nice person, and uh, we enjoy having her here. And hopefully we'll have her back again with uh, more things that she's going to be in, I'm sure. So uh, we'll stick around for that. And uh, you can uh, check out Dahmer on Netflix. And, of course, uh, we'll keep you informed on anything that happens with the Walton's 50th anniversary. And we've interviewed a lot of the people from the Walton, so if you want to check those out, go back into our reruns, and uh, you can find those people that we've had. Uh, a lot of the kids were all on the show, so uh, be sure to check those out. Well, it has been a, a great episode here at On Screen and Beyond for our first episode of Season 16 episode 604 so uh, be sure to go back and listen to all the old episodes of on screen and beyond a lot of great people we had on there and a lot of musicians and uh, a lot of sadly a lot of the uh, people have passed away so uh, this is your your chance to hear about these people or let them bring back memories for you or you can learn about some fascinating people so be sure to check those out. And we are, of course, on uh, Spotify and Alexa and Apple and everywhere you can get your podcasts. Uh, we're there. So be sure to check it out. And um, I hope you'll uh, keep downloading more episodes of On Screen Beyond. We've got more coming your way. Um, I have one uh, next week, uh, this week coming up, rather, to release for next week. And then we've got some more in the in the can getting ready here and uh, we hope you'll keep listening to on screen and beyond so that's it so until next time when we once again take you on screen and beyond i'm brian zemrak take care